You're listening to The Dope Post, brought to you by KUCI. Um, so playoffs are going right now. Rockets, Warriors, Game 4 is tonight, Friday night. Um, Raptors, Sixers, Nuggets, Blazers. It's all going well. I'm not I'm not keeping up that closely. I'm more, most excited about the Warriors-Rockets game. But today we're going to do a Avengers Endgame episode with my housemate, Sami. Sami, welcome back to the show. Hello, Adam. Yeah, it's nice to be doing this again. So, how how did you how did you like the movie? Was it good? Was it bad? Just like general thoughts. Um, I thought it was a pretty satisfying follow up to Infinity War. Yeah, which one was better? Do you think? Better? Hmm. I guess I'd still say Infinity War, but Endgame was pretty close. Yeah, I think Infinity War was the better movie for sure, but. I've heard people, I've heard the directors say that, you know, you have to think of Endgame as like part two and Infinity War as part one. So when I think of it that way, I think together they're like very good movies. Yeah, I'd think of them more as a whole. I think originally they're supposed to be one movie actually. Yeah, but then they decided to cut it because it was just too long to do in uh, one movie. Yeah, I think that was a good decision. So how many theories did we get right in the first episode, Sami? How many exactly? Yeah, very little. I know that for sure. But uh, I think we got like one or two right, maybe. I think there was a few. I think there was like four or five right, actually. Yeah. Including some of the ones we thought were unlikely. Yeah. I'm just going to check right now. Okay. Okay. Um, Doctor Strange gave up his time stone on purpose because it was part of the only way to defeat Thanos. That was right. Yeah. I guess there was a little like debate early on when the movie came, uh, Infinity War came out, when people were arguing that like you know why would dr strange do this or they were saying that he, he he suddenly had morals or whatever and he decided to save um tony and peter's life for the stone which is wrong now that we found out and then he was just doing it because it was part of his plan yeah because in the end we did see that like he knew that uh, iron man had to die for it to work dr strange uses the f- uh, phrase endgame to refer to the scene in age of ultron when tony points to space and refers to it as the endgame Nah, no, that was that, that, that did was, not end up being a thing at all. Yeah, and then Barf from Civil War was not no. even in the movie. Captain America will be able to wield the Infinity Gauntlet. Not right, but he did wield something else. Okay, I'm curious if he wielded it, would he have died like Tony did? Because he at least has some like super human powers, right? He's superhuman, but I still think that he could have died too. Yeah, because uh. I mean, remember back like uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy one, Star Lord was still like um, he still had ego was still alive, so he was still slightly non-human, right? Yeah, and even he got like shredded by the Infinity Stones. The Infinity Gauntlet is unusable, incorrect, because Thanos obviously used it to destroy themselves. I mean, it was unusable after he destroyed the stones. Yeah, you yeah. could say that. Time travel. That was like our best one. Yeah. That that had to be a thing. We already knew that. Though it ended up being executed in a different way. Yeah, no one no one knew like how specific they were gonna be with the time travel, and then no one could have predicted that like they would have a different spin on time travel, um, instead of like how how it's used in other sci-fi movies. I mean, I don't think some. I think every sci-fi movie does have its own like version of time travel, so I think we could have expected that. And uh, we talked about the quantum realm, right? Don't remember, did we? Well, no, I don't think we did that much because you at that point you didn't see uh, Ant Man yet. So yeah, I mean, I watched it now, so I understand a lot more. All right, any any cool things you want to talk about 
about the quantum realm? I guess it was interesting like how they had to basically hand wave like a lot of like the negative effects away because they had to make the time travel work. Yeah. Well, we'll get into that later, but just going down the list here. Oh yeah, and then one of the one of them like uh one of them did come true. Uh Thanos defeated in the first 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. And that so, was, and shocking. Yeah. It was, but uh they still didn't take him out as an antagonist though cuz like past Thanos was still there as the big threat. Yeah. My best like theory that I had at the time was totally wrong, which was Doctor Strange initiated like a video game save point when he handed over the stones and I was going off. I was like, it's glowing and they're holding it by the glow. So it must be activated or something, which is totally wrong. Disappointed about that, but it's okay. I bet you had some too that were wrong. I don't know if you have them out. It's okay. If you oh don't. yeah. No, I do like, um, you know, like I was talking about Professor Hulker last time, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that did end up being true. Uh-huh. But it didn't happen because of the barf like I thought it would. Yeah. If that did happen in the first place. Yeah. It was interesting seeing him, but I don't think like uh, he ended up being that impactful though because it was mostly Tony's doing that led them led to them being able to time travel in the first place. Yeah. Let's... And then obviously we were talking about deaths as well, right? Yeah. So the big the big one was like we were debating whether Tony would die or Captain America would die, and then wh- which side were you on? I think my I, I think I was going on. Um, I was on Captain America's side. Yeah, me too. Because of his contract, technically I'd say in a way they both kind of died. Tony's mm-hmm. the only one who really died, but Captain America still got written out. Black Widow's death was uh, surprising to me when when I saw it. People have theorized coming. it, but then we didn't expect it because we thought, yeah, this the movie's not the Black Widow movie is not going to be a sequel. It's not going to be a prequel. I mean, I so, so when I saw it a second time, um, I was kind of going off of like uh, someone I I uh, someone uh, that made this ob- observation on Reddit, which was if you during the scene when they were all collecting the stones, it was almost as if they were trying to procrastinate showing you the scene with uh, Clint and. Natasha getting the soul stone because obviously one of them had to die to get it right if they showed that they we'd know that one of those two die for sure so out of all the teams that were gathering the stones like they're the last ones because like you knew that that one of them had to die yeah they can't just like die they can't reveal that I guess that means her movie must be a prequel then yeah yeah or it could be in another uh, part of the multiverse so it could be in another world Oh yeah, that Maybe. was the multiverses were touched upon in the new Far From Home trailer, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll, okay, we'll, we'll we'll get into that later. Oh yeah. So let's just get get back into the main points here. We let's talked back about- to deaths. Uh, one death that people don't talk about a lot is uh, Vision. Yeah, because like he is gone forever too. But then I guess it has to be expected because if the stones have to be back to the original timeline, and Vision can't really live without the stone, can he? Yeah. So no more Vision, permanently. In that, uh, in the 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 timeline where none of the stones exist anymore, I just thought of something that that's kind of an aside, which is if all the stones are eliminated from the timeline, will the universe like have a lot of problems, right? Because yeah, I mean, the stones were there for a reason, weren't they? When the ancient one was explaining, she showed that when you t- took out like the time stone from her timeline, it would like create like a different path or whatever. Yeah, I don't know if she was implying that her timeline might also like go down oh well she said that they were going to use the time zone to defend themselves from Dormammu without the time stone they'd be kind of helpless yeah but then now in the current timeline there are no stones at all 
I'm curious, like, how that's gonna affect the future um, storylines and whatever. Yeah, I mean, we did. They did talk about how removing time stone causes effects, but we haven't heard about any effects caused by like the other stones not being there either. Yeah, I feel All like right. if the writers are smart, they should do like they should follow up with this in the later movies. Yeah, let's go back to the main stuff. So I I start, wanted to start off with Fat Thor. So he was really funny, right? Yeah. Like, did you think of anything else besides him just being a funny character? Hmm. Besides being funny, I feel like there must have been a reason why they included him besides like showing the fact that he, if he was uh, super depressed and everything. Because if they just wanted to like, show the impact of that, they could have just shown him made disheveled. But they decided to make him fat. So, I mean, of course, there's comedic reasons. But maybe it was a way to nerf Thor, kind of. I never saw beyond... Um, the comedic purposes behind Fat Thor until afterwards when I was reading like people's reactions and whatever and then some of them were saying like that's a, actually a very accurate depiction of what it's like to be depressed and it's like you indulge in unhealthy habits and you're just not like motivated anymore and as you can see from the movie it's like he was just playing video games and eating pizza and drinking beer everyone like most people I think saw that as just being funny and that's probably because they've never had like they don't understand what it's like to be depressed whereas the I guess the people who've had depression before they saw that and it's like yeah that's a very good de- depiction of what depression looks like I mean it was very it was pretty obvious that like his um, he was affected pretty harsh mentally by the by like his uh, failures yeah so he failed to save Asgard um half of his people like perish because of Thanos and when he had the power and the tools to kill Thanos, he couldn't he do it. Didn't go for the head. And then he, when he did end up killing Thanos, he went too late. Yeah, it was too late. And he did that more out of rage rather than anything else. I really love their inclusion of Fat, uh, Fat Thor. Like I thought it was funny, but then it's it's nice when you like step away from the movie and then you find out like what other people think of Fat Thor. Whereas for us, like we're we, we we don't know what depression feels like so we just see him as this really funny character but then you find out that other people like see his characters as being very relatable so I, I really like I really like Fat Thor it was a good good addition to the movie to be honest I'm not really I'm still not really sure about Fat Thor I do I do agree what you said uh that Fat Thor is kind of like nerfing the character yeah I mean yeah I mean well the the other point the counterpoint to that is I guess that um they wouldn't really need to nerf Thor because uh, I'm pretty sure by going with marketing that uh, Captain Marvel's like slightly above him anyway. So yeah, but she, ha- she was also nerfed. And then also Hulk was nerfed. And was way. Hulk nerfed really? I think wasn't the point of this Hulk so that he could be as strong as possible with having the intellect? He could be a lot. Um, he could be he weaker, was, but well, there was no indications of that, were there? He was a mixture of Banner and Hulk this time. So before it was just either Banner or Hulk. It was never both. Yeah. This time it was Banner and Hulk combined. And some people think that he was kind of shorter in this movie than before. Like, mm-hmm. he was the same height as, like, Korg. But then in Ragnarok, for example, he was at least, like, a head taller than Korg. Interesting. And also, I didn't notice the, argument, that. the argument could be made that Banner doesn't really know how to fight. And he's kind of, like, this very passive and very timid compared to Hulk. I mean, Hulk's been doing the fighting, like, all this time, right? Yeah. Like, Hulk is, like, the really rough one and aggressive one. So yeah, when you and com- he's the only one who had combat experience at exactly. all. Exactly. So when you combine the two, Banner doesn't really know how to fight. So that's how I see him as being a nerfed character. Hmm. 
Oh, that is a good idea. The good way to think of it. Same thing as um, Captain Marvel. The way how like they didn't make her come like until super late in the battle. And the only thing she did really was like, um, I mean, she destroyed. She did still fight with Thanos afterwards. Yeah, I love. I love how he tried to headbutt her and like no effect. No, I love. You know, the part I liked though was like when he was like, uh, he was like, she was like holding back the gauntlet, and keeping him from snapping. He took out the stone and then like just whammed her. Yeah, that was like super improv move by yeah. Thanos. That yeah, props to Thanos, but I'm still wondering about that because I feel like I like, like how could he just like use stone powers, or does he have to like you move the gauntlet to do it? I like how nothing could beat her except for like an actual power stone. Like she was totally invincible, right? Like because he tried headbutting her, and what? I mean, he threw her beforehand. He threw her, yeah. So she's basically indestructible unless you have like a power stone. That's that's so cool. But then there's uh, no more. No, power I'm still not too sure about that. I'm not like a huge fan of like um, indestructible heroes. Yeah. Well, well, we'll see later on when they do more. Um, I mean, I have no problem movies. with super powered people. It's just that uh, I prefer them to have like equally powerful opponents in that case. Yeah. I mean, Thanos was definitely enough to like, like take on all of them. The you know who else had a good showing though? Uh, Scarlet Witch. Like she, she, she was about to rip him apart, and that's why he called down the missile strike. Yeah. So he was so scared that he ordered the missile strike and to kill like even some people from his army. Well, I don't think Thanos really cares about his army, so it's not really much of a loss for him. It's more like that's yeah. a loss of like his. Uh, it's more of a hit to his pride, I think. Yeah. This is so. This is a good transition to my next um point that I wanted to talk about, which was. Infinity War Thanos versus Endgame Thanos. They're two different like villains. Yeah. So Infinity War Thanos, he continually suffered losses between the uh his like officers or whatever. And so, then of course the big one, Gamora. Yeah. Their deaths plus Gamora's death made him like this very compassionate and understanding person. I wouldn't so, say just like the deaths, but like the deaths are definitely the most important part of it, but he also had more experience overall by having all these like campaigns to like find the stones. He definitely warred with like a lot more planets, a lot more heroes. Yes. Yeah, so, so the Thanos that we see in the end of Endgame that's from 2014. So that's so Endgame took place in 2018. So that's four years that before he um, killed like a bunch of people, right? Yeah, four years less experience, which is a lot considering that's like uh, where the majority of like his uh, like quest to like get all the Infinity Stones took place. Yeah, so you could say that after he killed all those people for four years, he might he might have taken like a softer approach to getting the stones, where it's like he really just needs the stones, and it's it's not necessary for him to kill people. I mean, he still killed people though. Like, didn't he kill like um, the Guardians and just to like yeah, take so, out half? Yeah, I think. Yeah, so bef- I think when he was still capturing the stones, now that I think about it, he still like tried to kill half of the population wherever he's, he went. I wouldn't say he's any less violent, but he's more he's definitely more matured in after the events of um leading up to Infinity War. Also like maybe Endgame Thanos also doesn't know how to use the stones well cuz he didn't he just like got the gauntlet um, pretty late. And then, like in Infinity War, after seeing like when you compare the two Thanoses, you see in Infinity War like He's actually holding back like most of the time because he's not interested in killing them like the yeah. Avengers I'm talking about and the Guardians. He d- 
doesn't really use his fighting skills as much. It's more just using the Infinity Gauntlet to defend himself. Yeah, just more using raw power to just like um, take, just like to um, what's the word for it? I forget. I forget the word, but basically to like null their capabilities. Yeah, he's not using the gauntlet to even kill them. Like he's not interested in killing them. It's like he suffers so much death that he's not. He doesn't want to cause any more death unless mm-hmm. it's super necessary. That's I wouldn't what, say that. I think yeah. Thanos still is. Um, Come on, like if you think about it, in, in Infinity War, he only kills Heimdall because Heimdall like kind of sent Hulk away somewhere, right? Yeah. And that to like warn warn the Avengers on Earth that he was coming. So that's the only reason he killed Heimdall. Otherwise, he probably would have just left Thor and Heimdall and Loki there and he just exploded the ship. And just... I would say he's basically just only kills as much people necessary to get to his goal. Yeah, exactly. And also like half the population too. We can't forget that. Yeah. So I think in Infinity War, um, when we see him on that uh Thor's ship, he just got the power stone from the Nova Corps. I don't. I don't know what the that planet was. Yeah, I don't remember his name either. Yeah, so I think he killed the people there. He went to that uh, Thor ship, and out, oh after... wait, this is a bit of a side note. But I wonder, like, uh, you know how like the when he did the snap, it basically was like random, right? Yeah. But then, like, think about like the Asgardians. He already killed off half of them before, like he got he did the snap, right? Mm-hmm. So wouldn't only a quarter of the Asgardians be left? Well, I think I don't think he separated half and half by every single world yeah i think it's it was more like about organisms in general yeah I'm it's just, just like, like total in the universe so yeah. could have been less could have been more than half and I, I was trying to say that on thor's ship i think when he has the two stones for for once and then he takes off all of his armor it's just like he's not afraid of dying anymore and like he knows it's like he's this really powerful being in the universe so that's I mean, why we see that like with this like reaction to like when they start went to like try to kill him he didn't yeah. care yeah, he just let them. His goal was done. Yeah, he, and he was also like he seems pretty indestructible without his armor already. So I, I think on Titan when the uh, Tony Stark and Spider Man are there, and then they they fire like a bunch of lasers and missiles at him, and his body can just take it, and then he just shields himself with like his gauntlet, right? Yeah. All right, Infinity War Thanos. We've established that he's just super passive, and he's not like interested in murdering. He just wants the stones, just wants to do the snap to accomplish his goal. I wouldn't say he's passive. I'd actually say the opposite, that he's so dedicated that he doesn't want to like waste time killing people for no reason. Yes, but I think it's more so because just the continuous deaths that he's experienced um, makes him not interested in taking away life until the snap. It's more that I don't think he has, he kind of lost his lust for like violence yeah, or yeah. like rage, yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, so then you compare it to him in Endgame. Like Endgame for- Thanos, he got so angry. He just, he just had, he just got super angry and said, Oh, I'm just going to make kill everyone and start a new universe. Yeah, so he found out in, in Endgame, he got to see the future and he found that even after the snap, that it's still life, the world, uh, the universe wasn't really working and it wasn't prospering like he thought it would. And he got angry, and then he decided, you know, I'm just going to kill everybody in the Basically universe had a huge instead tantrum. of half. Yeah, and just start over from the beginning from scratch. Just the fight with Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, and he was fighting. He was so much more aggressive than, like, in, in Infinity War. So then it kind of makes sense now that, that Doctor Strange, he, he viewed 14,605 and they only won in that one instance in Endgame. So that, that attributes, attributes to how powerful like he really is. You yeah. know? 
with like all these realities. I mean, there could have been one where all where every single person in the universe came up against them, but only one worked, and that's more because they're planning, not due to sheer power. When he was fighting Captain America, and then Captain America pick up picked up the hammer, and you thought like the fight was gonna be different, but really like Thanos still won even after the hammer. And I mean, there was no way that anyone that he could just win with the hammer, considering that that Thor couldn't do anything with that with his like axe, which was even stronger than the hammer. Yeah. But I still th- thought that was a amazing scene. Going back to the nerfing, you could say that Thor wasn't in like the best state to fight, you know, in the yeah. in the last battle. I remember I talked about that, but would would full Thor make that much of a difference? Yeah, exactly. When he's fighting a different Thanos, like a, a oh yeah, this a is Thanos pre- that's like interested in murdering right now, and he's he said he would he was gonna kill he was gonna enjoy killing everybody on Earth. So would would a full strength and healthy Thor have made a difference? Or is mm. Thor or is Thanos super that powerful? Actually, I think it could have made a difference because pre Infinity War Thanos was definitely weaker. I think we established that, right? If you're saying like without not by a big scale, of course. I mean, it does feel like a... no. I'd say he got he was always strong. It's just when he saw how he he lost so many people that were close to him that just affected his motivation to kill like kill unnecessarily kill you know like i guess before he would just kill people for fun kind of fun Hmm. i wasn't meaning about necessarily his attitude as meaning more about uh, his mastery of the stones like considering if we go back to um infinity war remember the scene where um the guardians just came to the planet and then they um they saw like the whole scene with thanos and gamora but then it turned out it was just all like um it was not. It was just a part of the reality zone, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't think that um, the Thanos and Endgame had that sort of mastery with it, because did we see him use the stones at all? Really? No. He he never he never got to touch them. Really, he got to he he had he had them in his hand for like a split second, but then Captain Marvel came. Oh yeah. And yeah, she got blasted with the power stone, and then he tried to put the power stone back to snap, but it didn't work because Tony took it. Okay, so I, he never really got to use the stones in Endgame. Oh yeah, that's true for sure. But I mean, he couldn't even try to may use the stone to create distance. Maybe I think that's what I would have done if I was Thanos. Use the stones to create distance. What Just like may like like use a power stone or made the reality stone or something. Like uh, if he has a reality stone, maybe he could just like make a huge like wall of like adamantium or something, and then just Ad- like adamantium hasn't been introduced in the universe yet so it hasn't it doesn't exist no. what is it i don't it even only, know what... it only exists in the x-men universe with like wolverine oh that's it, right wolverine doesn't exist in this universe yet okay let's just let's say whatever the, like let's say diamond or something um i mean captain marvel and i think Pork i think i think you're going a little too far on this because yeah i'm just overthinking he, this yeah right he never now. he never got to like this is like battle so he had to do split second things. he never possessed the stones for for more than a couple seconds, seconds yeah so let's just talk about the big fight then. We were already talking about it, but let's just like get get deeper into this. So missile strike comes after they bring everybody back. Uh, Thor standing, Iron Man, Captain America, they're all together. They don't care if they're gonna be in a, into getting into a trap or whatever. They're just like, let's just let's we're just kill going. this guy. Um, they go in. Thanos overpowers them. I was just so surprised to see. I love to see the uh, the differences between the Thanos. Like right when you the, the battle started. You saw how different his fighting style was. It's so much more organized. He's using his like cool like helicopter sword thing. Yep. 
Did you notice that his like sword? Like, he's going more of, like, a martial type. Yeah, yeah. His sword looks like a helicopter blade, if you've noticed. Yeah, I remember I saw, like, a joke about that somewhere. Yeah. Um, Thor blasted... Thor charged Iron Man's suit, and then Iron Man blasted Thanos with, like, enhanced, like, energy blast. And then he just used a sword to, like, just spin like it. Just, it. Yeah. Deflect it, or... Or just like protect himself he almost like he could have killed thor right yeah i loved how thor was uh on like on the ground being choked by thanos and then he tried to summon his axe and then thanos actually managed to grab the axe and almost killed like thor with it by almost stabbing him now, the fact he was using thor's own weapon was free in, in that was insane and then captain america obviously we find out he is worthy and then he I think managed that was to pick like, up the hammer. I think that was definitely like one of the top five scenes of the movie. Yeah, I remember people in the theater like uh, they didn't start, they didn't get too loud, but they still everyone just like gasped, kind of. I went opening night, so everybody got loud. But but I went a second a second time, and I could tell that some people were there, just like me, watching for the second time because they had no reaction at all. So I'm like, you knew it was gonna happen, like, just like I, I did. Honestly, like I gasped when I saw that scene too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was so awesome. Like I thought that was a really cool way that they included someone like um by this point we could all tell that um we were all thinking, how can Captain America match up to like these super cosmic level people? And then that's He could even just... summon lightning. What? That was, he, he could even it summon lightning crazy. on his first try, he could summon lightning. I wonder like is that him summoning it or was it just like uh the lightning already loaded into it by uh Thor? No 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 no. The the hammer gives you the powers of Thor. So uh, Thor, but when he had the hammer, he used it to chit like, oh. as as Odin explained, like the hammer was just meant for you to control like your power. It. Yeah, to channel your power. I guess the the current Thor can just use lightning without channeling the hammer, right? That ha- that uh hammer and shield combo though. Yeah, that was awesome. I like the twist where the past Thanos like managed to come to the future. Yeah, I feel was, like that's a good. Like, I thought that was a much more interesting way to do it than just have like them fighting him in the past, right? Yeah, that was a good representation also of a previous thing that's been explained in the movies, which is when you like mess with time, it messes with you back. Yeah. So even like Tony knew it, knew something could happen like that. Also in Doctor Strange, when they say like not to use the time stone like irresponsibly. Yeah, only use it in the most dire circumstances. I mean, this was one of them. Yeah, I think they. I think they did everyone justice in this fight. Thanos was definitely done justice, and um, so I think the original three did get like a uh, uh, great fight scenes. So yeah. I was satisfied. Let's talk about the different idea of time travel. It was different to me, or I've never seen this idea of time travel in in movies necessarily. Do you? Would you say you understand it well? Uh, not to see, not necessarily well, because I had to go look back on it because it's been a bit since I watched the movie, but. Um, I do understand it. I'd say, like uh, the idea that like um the idea that like um, um the timeline basically splits every time you make a temporal change. That's been explored in a lot of other mediums, but the way that they uh, said you could basically reseal those cracks was uh, that was new to me. So I, I'm guessing you must you must see a lot more time travel stuff than I do because that was a that was a sh- surprise to me. I guess where you can't where you if you tr- try to go back in time to change something that. As Banner explains it, your future becomes your past, and your past be- becomes your future. I don't know. I feel like I've seen that quite a few. I think I thought that was like the default. Now, where else have you? Where else have you seen it? Because I, because before I saw the movie, I always thought of time travel in a film as just 
you can go back and change stuff and then it'll just affect your future and then everything will be like right and great well i thought like uh, the one example i can think of right now is just dragon ball z but like um when they went back in time basically it, whenever you go back in time it creates a new timeline and then it goes on from there so basically the timeline with um it's the old timeline but with the changes added onto it and then every time you do uh every time someone time travels that creates another timeline with those new changes so how i understand it is they they did go over that in the movie too while they were actually thinking about it i remember them like um when they were talking about the possible like effects of time travel yeah uh, and war machine was su- suggesting to kill baby thanos oh yeah yeah i like that they referenced that because like in every like um every time there's a threat and there's time travel people always talk about oh why don't they go kill them when they're a baby yeah so it's like if you do that you're assuming that by killing Thanos that nothing else will happen. Yeah. So the idea they were giving is that like uh, if like Thanos was dead, then like something else would come back and like fill the place or even be worse. Yeah. So your life might not be as great as it is, or it might even be worse than now. One, I definitely, because uh, this is definitely Tony's perspective, but a lot of people I would think didn't want to change exactly what happened because uh Tony had his daughter, so he still doesn't want like all of time to be changed because then she'll get out, like be blinked out of existence. I guess. I have a question. So, when they went back to shop, uh, get the stones, are they going back in time to their own like timeline, or they're going to another timeline? That's uh, what I was confused. Uh, they're going to another one. Yeah. Basically, when you time travel, it creates another timeline. I think not really creates another timeline. I guess in the MCU explanation, it would be that you shift to like. Basically, you go back and then you shift to another one, and then that creates another like a uh, crack in the whole like time stream. So wait, you're saying that they went to another timeline, right? Yeah, so so we have we have the main MCU timeline, and you're saying that when they went back to get the stones, they were going. They went to, to like an alternate one. An alternate one, yeah. Because remember, like um, the explanation that the ancient one gave. I'm yeah. Trying to like remember that, but I guess I guess that's the gist of it. I'm pretty sure that they 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 go back. They go to another timeline. Yeah. No, I mean, we're, I'm pretty sure about that, too. And just a side note, when they stole the Pym Particles, Captain America, Tony Stark, it kind of, it's like, it's a good way to explain kind of why uh, Pym was mad at, at S.H.I.E.L.D., right, in the beginning of uh, Ant-Man. Yeah, Ant-Man 1, if you remember. Yeah. The very first scene, Pym um, punches that S.H.I.E.L.D. guy. He was, like, mad at them for something. And yeah, kinda, he was already, kinda, they already had bad relations. This could explain it. Yeah, this could explain it, that he they, he found out that his particles were stolen and S.H.I.E.L.D. like had no idea what he was talking right. about. And a similar idea. You remember, like, the scene where, like, uh, Captain America was fighting his past self, right? Yeah. Was there something like that in uh, Civil War? Or, like, um, not Civil War, actually, um, in Avengers uh, 2? No, what do you mean? Was there a scene of, like, Captain America, like, fighting, let's say, like, uh, himself in another one, maybe like himself was Loki. No, I don't think so. Hmm, interesting. So they didn't. So that wasn't really like a, a callback to a past movie. That was just like a scene of him seeing his old self. And it's kind of explained that way. I, by... I kind of okay. It kind of called back to Thor: uh, The Dark World. There was that one scene where Loki like started imitating or he started uh, projecting himself as other characters. Yeah, I think so, it's explained away as like uh, Captain America thought that was Loki projecting as himself, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. For yeah. some reason, though, that's familiar. I the scene that scene is familiar, though. I don't know why. It was Thor the Dark World when Thor is walking Loki in, like, cuffs, and then Loki... No, trans- I know that was there. 
Oh yeah, that was the Dark World. Why did it say Avengers 2? I really liked when Captain America and Iron Man, they go back to 1970. And then uh, Steve, he gets to see Peggy. And then Tony gets to see his dad, Howard. And then I think when Howard said that the greater good rarely outweighs my own self-interest, that kind of pushed Tony to like do what was right at, in the end and make that sacrifice play. Mm. I did. I did think it pushed Tony, but I feel like it, in Tony's character, he would have done that anyway, because that's who. Uh, no, 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 no. I don't think so. Because then, if you think Avengers one, when him and, Avengers one was a long time ago, though. But then him and Captain America are arguing, and then uh, Captain America is like, "Would you be the one to lay 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 on the line, make that sacrifice play, or whatever?" And then Tony's like, I just cut the line. You know? Yeah. So that was more bravado, I think, though. No, I I, I, I think, think in a in a circumstance like that, he will make the decision. Because I think like... Uh, no, I don't think so. Because he had Morgan, you know? And then... Yeah, but I mean, remember Endgame. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had to think about that. Morgan. Then, he yeah. didn't want to be in her life. But I'm pretty sure if he, if he thinks about whether like... Uh, because snapping will basically make the difference whether she's alive or she's not alive. You also got to think that like when Tony was asking if this is the one instance where they win and Doctor Strange said, I can't tell you because then it won't happen. And then same same, same thing where... Um, oh, yeah, that does bring because it. Because if, if, if Strange said that this is the one instance that it'll happen... And like, let's say it he might, did it might, tell Tony that, oh, you're going to die, then yeah, like, Tony so would like, try to change it. And he would try, to think, he would try to think of a, a, a way out to, to not die. Exactly. Yeah. Not even just Tony. Maybe like if he, he hears that, the other Avengers could also maybe overhear it or something. Yeah. And uh, maybe, let's, let's even think, maybe even if Tony says, oh, okay, I got to die for it, maybe his attempt at like... Um, Maybe that like lower his guard down, then like uh, basically get defeated too early. Before we go on, do you have anything uh, you want to talk about? Oh yeah, it's been mostly me this time. Oh yeah, no, I do. Um, why do you think there was no post credit scene? Because they they had to signify the end, like truly the end, right? And then, um, Spider Man Far From Home is going to be the epilogue. But they can if they do a post credit scene, then you know it feels like it, something's going to be. Yeah, coming we're just going to lose after, our right? like we. They needed to keep our focus on, you know, uh, Tony Stark dying and Captain America like retiring, basically. So if we if they did a post credit scene, then we kind of just forget about that, and then the impact wouldn't have been as emotional. And yeah, I agree with you because if they did like, uh, let's say like, uh, remember what we went when we were talking about last time about what could be the possible post credit scene? Yeah. And like, <laughs> totally, I remember, totally wrong on that. Yeah, I remember you wanted like Fantastic Four tease, right? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like if they did do if they did do that in hindsight, like um, it would it would definitely distract from like the end of the movie. The fact that it's like a whole culmination of the entire MCU up to this point. Looking back though, they could have done like just twenty seconds of something. Like, yeah, I feel I feel like it's good. I feel like it was actually good by not including. Like imagine, it. imagine um the Baxter Building is all set up, in the old Avengers Tower. And then you kind of see like Reed Richards. He's just sitting, and then you see like the back of his head. Just like twenty seconds of that. They could have done it if they wanted to, but I still think it's good because yeah, like, I, I think yeah, I think I still think it's a better choice not to. Because now that like I think about it, if that was the case, everyone would be talking about that preview instead of talking about Endgame. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think it was a good choice, but I'm just saying they I could mean, have Spider-Man done Spider-Man: Far From Home. They yeah, all yeah. Had the I guess to I do guess that. that is the post-credit scene, which is like the two Spider-Man or the the one Spider-Man trailer that came out recently. What was the 
What did like Iron Man one have a post credit scene? I don't it remember. did. It did. So basically, I think post credit scenes were basically like a way. Like, um, were there any movies before uh, MCU that had post credit scenes like that? I don't know. Because I f- post credit scenes are basically a good way to like tie together like the s- movies in the franchise. But then this is like the end, so they need don't need to tie it to anything. Yeah. Anything else? Anything else? Um, and not for Endgame itself, but uh, we could think about like um. What do you think the impact of Endgame on future movies will be? All right, so I guess we're reaching, we're going into the Spider-Man trailer territory. Yeah. Do um, you have anything else before that? Though? Okay. Yeah. Let's just let's just uh, say some more things about Endgame and then talk about the trailer. Okay. Sure. Another character that was nerfed would be Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Because they was... made him hold the water for like the entire battle, mostly. He flew I mean, around. You can't, can you even say he was nerfed? He was not even present in the entire movie. He okay. He he flew around, and then there's this one cool scene I liked where it makes me so excited for the next Doctor Strange like sequel, where he kind of pulled like a bunch of those uh, alien monsters, and he just pulled them down into the ground, and like they disappeared into some other dimension or whatever. Yeah, like Doctor Strange definitely super. I feel like he's kind of underrated actually. Like when people talk about like the people talk about the heavy hitters of the. Of the Avengers, all they talk about is um, uh, Captain Marvel and Thor, right? Yeah, I think Doctor Strange is definitely one. Yeah, he's them. just he's just nerfed like most of the characters. I feel like I feel like if he had like um, if he had he has the potential to be stronger than um, than any of the other Avengers. I'm so excited for the sequel because now they don't have to waste time with like his origin story. Yeah, now and we can actually. He's go like to a super new story strong now. He's super strong. I mean, he's a bit less strong than at the end of the first film because he doesn't have the time stone anymore. Yeah, but like, I still, I still love the uh, when he fought Thanos in Infinity War, like just the cool, like he made copies of himself to like, and like he threw like a lasso or something to like constrict Thanos. He yeah. had that like ray of like magical lightning or whatever. Yeah. He, I uh, think like Thanos. I think like not. Than- I mean, uh, Strange can be a more interesting fighter than the others because. Uh, most of the other fighters in the MCU are kind of like power type characters, right? Yeah. While uh, Strange is more of a technique type character, mm-hmm. rather than like raw power, he has like a basically reality bending power, like techniques. I know it's so cool. Like act, like not just magic, but he's he's basically a reality bender. Gamora is missing, by the way. Oh yeah, not or just she... missing. I think like okay, um, is she missing or did she get snapped? That's the question. I don't think. Uh, I don't think Gamora got. I don't think Gamora got like uh, brought back. I think the past Gamora's there, but I don't think the Gamora that like um, actually was with the Guardians uh, came back. Yeah, same thing with Natasha. She, yeah, she, because she's Natasha not back. couldn't come back. Gamora couldn't come Loki, back. Either. Loki in this timeline is not brought back, but the Loki in the other timeline he escaped with the uh, the, the 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 space stone. Yeah, I mean get, we can't really talk about the other timeline though because we're just like. Um, for all like intents and purposes, right now we're focused on the main timeline. Yeah. So I think that um, I just want to point out that there's one timeline now where Loki has the space stone and he's escaped somewhere, and then there's another timeline where Thanos does not exist in that one. Oh yeah, Thanos just like in that. So there's two other timelines where there's probably a big change now. Cause think about it. like if Thanos didn't exist, how the there'd probably be a pretty big change to the rest of the events. So in a way, they did cause some like extra changes, but those are for other timelines. We don't know like their effects yet. So we saw an Endgame that um, Star Lord was searching for Gamora through his like ship computer. Yeah. But what if she got snapped, right? Because when Tony did the snap, 
I I'm guessing he just like decided to snap like Thanos and his army, yeah. right? So he didn't like know much about Gamora then, did he? But then just because Gamora like switched sides at the end, he wouldn't know that. that. He but wouldn't on know the that, other yeah. hand, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure they didn't do that twist because um I think like Gamora is a pretty important part of the whole galaxy team. So I think the writers did probably like do some like shenanigans or something to keep her in there. Yeah, me too. I think that yeah. too. As pa- though they're going to be past Gam- it's going to be past Gamora though, not like um current timeline Gamora. So I think that they're whatever new dynamics there there are going to be in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, they're going to be certainly interesting. Speaking of the Guardians of the Galaxy, we might be seeing that as Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I was going to say something about that later, but yeah, Thor is in the team now. Going to be pretty interesting. I heard that uh, the directors for Endgame and Infinity War, the Russo brothers, they 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 kind of made it so that Thor would be leaving with the Guardians of the Galaxy, right? But then I heard that they, they decided to leave the decision to James Gunn, the director of the Guardians movies, if he wanted Thor in the franchise or not. Yeah. I mean, well, I guess he accepted then. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, yeah, Adam. Yeah. Uh, maybe uh, cut this part out, but like... Uh, so my voice cracked a little earlier. Could you cut that part out too? No. Come on. No. Okay, cut this part out then. Yeah. Okay. Okay, continue then. I don't even know how how I would how if I cut your 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 voice cracking out, there'd just be like a weird blank. So I don't oh. know how to change voice cracking. Ah, uh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Why does it's why okay. does my body have to be this way? Good thing. Good thing I never have you on live. Did, this is the part we're gonna cut out though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, back to the thing. The all-female scene controversy where some people think that they're kind of just... Uh, they're kind of like... Some people probably thought it's a bit hammy, but I did think like... Um, I thought it was fine, to be honest. I thought, I thought, I thought like, since we're both men, we, we're not going to appreciate it as much as like the women fans out there and yeah. then the little girls seeing it. It's a lot more important for them to see it than whether or not like we see it, right? Yeah. Um, because the, the main female character died, um, Black Widow... Natasha Romanoff and then you see like all these females together and just she's the only one missing I think it's so super important for the little girls out there to see it and that they're being represented in superhero movies like at an extreme male version of the scene we wouldn't bat an eye right yeah like we've been seeing all male like scenes for 11 years because we were conditioned to like think of that as like the normal like if there's just an all male scene of them like striding up like that and like the female heroes are coincidentally not there, we'd be thinking that we wouldn't notice that. Yeah, I'm saying like, who cares if it's just like? Um, it might be a bit cheesy, but I thought it was fine though. It's like, yeah, who cares? It's cheesy for us, but it means a lot more to like women and like girls. A lot of things that other people might find cheesy are cool to others. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't care. It's a great, it's a great scene. Yeah, okay. I thought the final fight was executed pretty well, and there was a lot of like scenes where you just went, "Oh, yeah, is it going down?" Two things before we move to Spider-Man. Okay. Captain America uh, giving Falcon the shield and the mantle of Captain America. That was like, I'm pretty sure everyone didn't, I'm pretty sure most didn't expect that, right? Yeah. Everyone, I think everyone, everyone thought, thought it would go to Bucky. Yeah. Everyone thought Bucky was going to be Captain America, but that's an interesting change. I guess there's either like uh, two reasons that could be either that the um, Bucky will just continue like being the winter soldier and like, basically becoming his own hero i guess or they could it could be that bucky doesn't actually want to like do any more like um superheroing he's gonna be get a bit like um in the he can like rest for a bit i thought it made sense to give it to 
the Falcon because he represents like the next generation, right? Captain yeah. America. I mean, Bucky. Yeah, Bucky is still the same generation as Captain America, so. and he's also kind of a super soldier already. You know, yeah, maybe not as good as Captain America, but he still is a super soldier. Yeah. So it doesn't sure. really make sense to give him a shield. And Falcon, it's like when we see Falcon and Winter Soldier in their TV series or whatever, it wouldn't make sense to give Winter Soldier the the a new like powered shield and the mantle. It makes sense to give it to Falcon, whereas he has no superpowers and he just has like that flight suit. The robotic suit, yeah. He needs like a sort of a boost to like keep up with this level. Captain America uh leaving the timeline to go back to Peggy. So okay, he ha- first of all he had to return all the stones first. Yeah. So I I feel like they I wonder if they're gonna explain how he did it later because he has to he had to figure out a way to get the space stone back into the Tesseract, right? He had to get figure out how to get the mind stone back into the Loki scepter. He had to figure out how to get the soul stone back on Vormir. Yeah, he like, did a lot of shenanigans. Do you, so. like does he just drop the soul stone? You can't just like drop come in there and drop it because time travel doesn't work that conveniently. He has to basically set it up beforehand, kind of. I think it's easy for uh, the time stone, at least, because the ancient one knows. Yeah, the ancient one knows, and like uh, she's more, she's more like uh, she can be convinced more. You could also say that he returns the time stone last. Like he returns everything, and then he just used the time stone to like reverse uh, everything. So yeah. with the space stone, he could just use the time stone to reverse it, and then put it back in the tesseract, and then put it wherever like it belongs for the peggy thing did he go back to 1945 exactly after the war or what i'm not sure Mm, yeah that's something to think about i don't i think he did come back like um i'm pretty sure he didn't come back like um there's two times he could have came back to either before like uh, he got conscripted and became a super soldier or after that but uh, he couldn't come back before that because um if he did, then he wouldn't have ever met Peggy, really, would he? And uh, he had to come back afterwards because uh, we didn't see any change in, like, his... Um, he was old, but he still pretty much had the same build, right? No. He, he was, like, an old man, but with a weak build. I mean, with a weak build, but, I mean, he's, like, a similar, like, height and, like, frame, I guess. No, dude, I think... No, I he think actually looked that much different? Yeah. I he, thought that was, was just the difference, he, like, the actor he, being different. He was basically back to being scrawny, like, before the serum. It was it was played by Chris Evans, by the way. They didn't use a different actor. Yeah, they just used the same Chris Evans, and they made him look old. Oh, that's oh okay. Yeah, uh, props to them then. Yeah, yeah, you didn't even notice. Oh yeah, my fault. Hmm. In that case, I still don't think because like um, because you remember like uh, you remember Steve like before he got the serum, he wasn't just scrawny or like uh, small. He was really scrawny. He was small. sickly. Looked was, sickly. Yeah. Yeah, he was like a pretty malnourished. Um, do you think that when you think about Winter Soldier and she reveals that she married someone after Steve went down, was it Steve actually? Do you think she was talking about Steve and she was lying? I guess, uh, hmm, I'm not sure because like we already went over like a, how a time travel created like a, basically create a new timeline or something, right? So I don't think, were the changes in effect already? I'm not sure. She, so think of it this way. When... Captain America goes uh if we th- if we think of it as Captain America going back in time then he would go it was it's kind of perfect for him because he he gets to spend his life with Peggy up until 2012 uh yeah 2012 when Captain America is found 
uh, it's still alive and yeah. under the lake. So he gets to spend all his time with Peggy up until then. And then afterwards, he kind of just like fades away and like disappears yeah. and watches from a distance. Like if we don't consider what I just said before, it actually fits in very nicely. It's a perfect loop, right? Like it explains like how like um the oh yeah, that Peggy, she did have a husband. Yeah. It's a perfect loop then because he goes back to 1940. He gets to spend time with Peggy up until 2012. He disappears and he watches from a distance and he observes and then he waits until um, 2023, 19. It's five years since like a. Uh, since so, since Infinity War, so 2018 plus five, so yeah, 2023. 2023. And then he waits and waits until the perfect time to give the shield back to Falcon. Yeah. Oh, that's also kind of interesting now that you think about. Cause that's like, if uh, that's if you think that he he went back in time and instead of like going back to different realities. I'm not talking. I'm about, still confused about that, by the way. I'm not talking about that, but like, uh, you know, like how the the Marvel movies so far were basically in sync with our own timeline, right? Yes. Now they're five years ahead. Yes. So if you if you don't have anything else to say, we can move on to Spider Man and talk about this. Um. Yeah, I think I'm good. Yeah. So Spider Man, you're five years, but then they're still in high school. Yeah. So you, I that don't know. means like, uh, I'm pretty sure that means that um, you know, I mean, of course. Uh, Peter got snapped, but that means all his like um, we saw basically all his friends that are important in the first movie, so they also must have gotten snapped because otherwise they'd all be in college by now. I saw so. I don't think you've seen this, but the Spider-Man cast they were on uh, Jimmy Kimmel's show last night, and Jimmy Kimmel was like talking about this, where he's asking them if if if, if, if Spider-Man takes place five years after infinity war then how come they're still in high school and then the guy who plays uh ned uh peter's best friend he's yeah, like yeah ned this is. might be the this might be the biggest plot hole of all time it's n- not necessarily a plot hole it's just kind of unlikely it it basically they, they means all, that they, they all got snapped. yeah they all got snapped so i don't think yeah. so i just thought of an idea actually they might not have thought about it i guess so in the trailer we both trailers uh one and two we see that Mysterio is going to be a character played mm-hmm. by Jake Gyllenhaal and he appears to be like a good guy and not a villain compared yeah. to like, like I actually looked up a bit of Mysterio's like a uh, comic like a uh, self and he is like one of the main villains of Spider-Man right yeah so I just thought of this idea right now what if the majority of the movie doesn't take place in the main timeline it's actually they go to another timeline where mm, nah, let's I don't say, think Let's I'm say, not so sure about that. Let's say, let's say, uh, okay. So in the trailer, they mentioned the multiverse, right? What about what if Mysterio recruits them, or he comes to their timeline and he asks them to come to his timeline to help out because okay. there's just disasters going on. Okay, so let's like uh, let's think about this. So the weird thing right now is the fact that oh yeah, all of Peter's classmates are um, just in high school still, right? And yeah. you're saying that the explanation for that could be that they're in another that Peter went to another timeline where they're all yeah. in nothing like uh it's not five years in the future, right? Yeah. I'm not so sure about that because the movie starts off with like Peter and going to the high school trip. And I don't think like he gets con he only gets contacted by Fury later in the movie. And then because you see a scene with like him and um him and the Ned, and then Fury he, like uh shoots Ned with that like uh tranquilizer dart. Yeah, and then in Endgame, it ends with Peter going back to high school. So maybe maybe that theory isn't that good. Yeah, it doesn't work because like, Peter's still on his high school trip during that time. 
and we see Ned, and like Ned's not in college or anything, so it it can't start off with him being in the alternate timeline. It seems like they're they're fighting the uh, elementals in yeah. Spider Man. Like I read I read a bit about them too. I know they're villains, but um, I'm not sure if that had anything to do with Mysterio though. If you think about it, the elementals they're kind of they represent like a parallel with Fantastic Four because there's one elemental that controls fire, so that's like human yeah, torch like fire earth water yeah there's a air earth guy that could be like the thing i mean the thing only looks like he's made out of earth he doesn't really have anything to do with earth itself mm-hmm. no you could say like um reed richards like um yeah, what does he have to do with anything it's like uh i'm just noticing the fire elemental it could it represents like the human torch yeah. it's a good parallel all right to be honest i don't know like um uh, Besides the thing, I don't know like who's who in the Fantastic Four. We find out. I th- who's your favorite character in uh, Spider-Man? Like since you uh, recently watched Homecoming. Mm. I still like Peter the best. I love MJ. I MJ love- was an interesting character. I couldn't say she's my favorite because she wasn't really like, she wasn't a major part of the movie. We only know like she'll be a bigger part in Homecoming. But in this one is more like they basically showed a few scenes of her each time and then just to, like reveal at the end, oh, she's MJ. She was smart enough to figure out that Peter is Spider-Man, according to the trailer. I wish they didn't like put it in the trailer. I feel I I feel like there's a reason they just wanted, like I think they me- meant to just like show that to like say um that reveal is not gonna be a big thing. There's gonna be some other things that are even more important than that. Anything else you want to talk about in the trailer? Either one trailer one or two. A uh, trailer one or two. Not really about much about the trailers themselves, but like um. Do you think that there's going to be a lot of uh, follow-up to Endgame in the new MCU movies? Yes, I think they're the... I mean, if you think about it, Thanos snapped it, snapped once in Infinity War another time to destroy the stones. Hulk snapped another time, and then Tony and then snapped. Iron Man. And then, according to Rocket, he said that every time the snap happens... like It, cr- it creates like a huge like wave of uh, energy. Yeah, cosmic energy. Uh, so some people think that this could lead to the X Men like being introduced, right? Yeah. This snap could like it basically causes like the whole radiation that causes the mutants to be a thing. Yeah. So that could happen. Yeah. And, and then, also, they should like they definitely follow up the fact that yeah, like half the population of the Earth was missing, and there was like a lot of like um, like I'm pretty sure the governments in like uh, every country have changed a bit, right? Possibly, yeah. And they have had to. There's no really way, good, good way to like explain it away and just saying, oh yeah, they stayed the exact same. Yeah, they there must meant- have been like a lot of upheavals and like uh, changes to the world. Yeah, and they- also think about like um, people's like family relationships and everything have changed too because um, you're bringing back people for five years from the past. Also, when when people were snapped, a lot of them could have been on airplanes or whatever. So if you kind of think about it, when they they're brought back, they're kind of brought back in the air. <laughs> Midair. I don't think they're all brought back at the exact same place. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Just, just kind of a funny thought. It is. Like that'd be kind of unfortunate. You just like snap back and you fall in the sea and die again. Yeah. yeah. I wonder. Like the, the snap didn't just reverse to people like um killed by Thanos' snap. I think they did they just bring back everyone killed by Thanos as a whole. Cause uh, yeah, everybody. Because uh, us guardians were bought back too, and they weren't like uh, killed by the snap. They were killed by Thanos beforehand. 
That's a good question. Yeah. Or else you assume the Guardians were brought back. We don't know for sure, do we? We don't know. Exactly. Yeah. In the trailer, we see this scene where Peter puts on glasses that look a lot like Tony Stark's glasses. And then he's like, oh, my God. Some people think that the glasses work for, for Peter and they're kind of revealing to him like the lies that are going around. So he might figure out that Mysterio's actually a villain and he's just faking all of this multiverse stuff. Yeah. That's an idea. Yeah, um, that's that's one of the main theories people are saying that the entire multiverse stuff is fake. But multiverses are a thing in the Marvel comics. So they might be leaning up to be a main Mysterio is faking, but there's some element of truth to it, which gets revealed later in the movie. It's also possible that the glasses have Tony's like AI voice into it. So uh, P- so that's how like Robert Downey Jr. could make his comeback into the franchise. But I don't, I don't think I'm it's not likely. A fan of, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, I don't think it's likely. It's too soon. Just having yeah, just having AI Tony be a thing, uh, not not for me. Mm, let's just f- all right. Let's just finish off with some closing thoughts. Okay. Um, I think Spider Man's a good good way to end off the phase uh phase three. Um, with Peter being like the youngest Avenger and the one that was like directly connected with Tony Stark. Yeah, he's kind of like the if Tony Stark was the. He basically is taking like the torch Tony Stark was bearing, right? Yeah, I think it's 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 a, it'll be a good thing to see how Peter copes with Tony Stark's death, and yeah. how he how he comes back, and then how like he sees Tony Stark dying as like something that he should be, he should mourn, but he should like be. He proud. should also be able to accept and like he, yeah, he should realize be proud what that, Tony's that, sacrifice did. Yeah, he should be proud also that Tony like left the mantle to him to carry on. Anything else I think that? I think I'm think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna cry in Spider Man. I think I think they're it's, they're just gonna write very well, and they're just gonna have this like pl- nice plot where Peter like matures a little bit and understands that uh, death is part of the job, as Mysterio said in the trailer. Yeah, the first like I'm pretty sure like the first like uh the first like set of scenes in the movie are gonna be pretty uh like uh touching because you'll because uh Peter is gonna be definitely affected by Tony's death. Yeah, on Kimmel last night, they basically confirmed that Spider-Man Far From Home is going to take place right after Endgame. So, like right after, right after Endgame. I think there was a scene where like Peter looks really like yeah, like Peter like, looks like he's crying. Yeah, yeah. I saw it on the trailer. All right, anything else to add? Anything else? Um, not really. All right, I'll end it here. Thank you for listening. I'll see you later.